with some drinks, and I'm tr trying to. I have a hard time opening the. Oh, the the things. The yeah. cough drops, and I put them that night. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> I think, uh, <laughs> like fuck it. <laughs> so just yeah, put them in a fucking bowl like but Grandma then, did. Last night, you know, great idea. What? I'm an idiot. Just go to go, go to fucking Grandma's house and get a. Get a bowl and and put them oh. in there like uh like like the Candy those strawberry and just. Welcome back to Sandy Hunt Podcast, episode seventy three, with my good friend Jason Brachaski, aka DJ. Grand bag. Grand grab bag. Grand, grand, that's that's part of the story. Grand, <laughs> grand bag. Grand, grand bag. bag. <laughs> that's me. And we're gonna learn about that. A uh, few things first. Uh, the uh, second thank you episode uh, will be coming out shortly. We literally just finished it so many edits, and uh, I apologize, but it's gonna be coming out, and it's gonna be cool. And uh, so we've missed a few weeks. We're going to catch up, and I think we're going to try and start doing two a week. Uh, you got enough. You got enough talent. And the, well, there's and there's not. I'm not going to be golfing for. That's true. For a while. That's true. And I got a ton of people want to come on. There's gonna be so many cool guests. I'm so excited. And uh, so when you get that one out, uh, thank you, one. And then uh, hopefully I have one out tomorrow or soon with the Lawrence girls. And then uh, well, Jason's out soon. And I've got two more coming next week. So we'll, we'll be caught up. And then we're going to be shooting for two. Um, so you're the person that you forget to thank. They get their own podcast. That's the rule. Okay. I think. I'm, I'm okay with that. So... Uh, Jason and I have known each other a long time. Yeah. And I've always been friendly, hanging out, having beers. And then uh, started connecting more when he was watching my podcast and was making great comments and questions about who does it. And because he, he really liked the professionalism absolutely so, tyler let's come with tyler tyler's got it on and going I told on him it's just it's basically tyler a laptop and his iphone and there's a lot more wires over there i think though yes oh definitely <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's all him and he does that does great he's very creative with the editing and adding stuff in it's, it's really cool so it's worked out uh pretty phenomenal this is 73 now yeah and he, so his comments are great and then i don't know if it was after the event or just before he sent me a very heartfelt message about wanting to try and come on and talk about what he's gone through which we're going to get into and it, it almost brought me tears reading it um i'm like Hell yes, this is awesome. This is exactly the purpose of the podcast now. I mean, initially, it was to me to uh, make a memory for my daughter, 
and my kids, my wife to Maria bikes. Yeah. I thought I was fucked. And no I'm longer not, fucked. Oh, I'm I'm beating this shit, and I, I feel great, and I'm gonna live for a long time and be doing this, and so it's now become it's a gift, and it's a message I want to give to other people to help them overcome anything that's bothering me, whether it's MSA, which is a handful, but I've got people around the world now watching yeah in australia i'm gonna have him on soon you're gonna oh, do from australia fucking cool yeah zoom call unfortunately yeah, it's cool though or, or we i'm sure todd wouldn't mind if we flew down there <laughs> I, I, I i i went and i stayed there for a bit i was in sydney beautiful were you really i was i was uh, my, there's a phenomenal story that my my brother please at the time won um a chance to go to australia to see rem Open their tour for Monster. So it was like, I think it was 94, if I'm not mistaken. Marty was dating this great girl at the time. Wins the tickets. They break up. And this was pre-9-11. So I could, you could get a passport pretty much pretty in two weeks. Yeah. So he's like, you want to go to Australia and uh, and 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 come see R.E.M.? I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> who does it? Exactly. So in 94, I'm not doing anything. I'm between school and I think flipping pizzas somewhere at the time. And I'm like, it doesn't matter if I, I can't get the time off. Who cares? I'm just going. I'm going to Australia and I'm not coming back. How's that sound? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So it, it was a, it was amazing. It, REM was like the most boring part of the whole thing. And I love REM. Don't let Mark <laughs> Lowry hear you, hear me say that, but I love REM. It was great. But 23 hour flight i think i think we went to we went wow. to chicago caught a, a plane from chicago to la and la all the way to sydney it was supposed to be in perth and if it was in perth that was another like 12 hours so i'm like thank you for changing it from perth to sydney um Jeez. one of my first flights ever been on uh it was it was unreal absolutely unreal so um went there on the first day and me and me and marty went to a, a bar and I started playing one of those pit boss games, right? The trivia the gambling yeah. games that they used to be popular in the 90s. And uh, I'm playing blackjack on it. And I'm playing, doing stupid bets, playing high-low and all this shit. And there's a crowd behind me, gathering behind me, watching me play this stupid game while I'm drinking beers with my brother. <laughs> and I'm like, the credits are racking up. I keep on winning free games and free games of, of, of whatever. And um, I, I asked someone finally, I'm like, I got to go. We're going to go back to the hotel. Do you want to play out any of the credits? And they're like, credits? What do you mean credits? That's money. <laughs> there was $2,000 in that machine by the time I was done with it. And I was making the dumbest bets, you know, high, low and everything like that. And these people are, I'm, I'm wondering why the crowd's behind me. Like it's a, a sport of some sort. But uh, yeah, I ended up the first day, I think first two hours I was there, I, I ended up making like $2,000 off this machine. And I think I was in the middle of a high low at that point. And I think it's one of those testament to say, if you don't know something, you're way better off. Because had I known that that was actual money that was in there, I was broke, dude. I went there with like 80 bucks in my pocket to Australia across the world. So I ended up walking out with $2,000. And you know, I, I, I'm like, dude, how do I stop it? They're like, press right there. I'm like, okay, thank God. Because I almost lost everything. You bet it all, man. Bet it all if you don't know any better. Oh my God, that's freaking yeah. awesome. So I ended up having a good time. There was a lot of crazy how, shit. How long were you there? Uh... It extended out a little bit. I met a met a, a fine lady that was over there, and uh, we 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 hit it off. And I ended up staying for a bit, you know. And back then it wasn't cell phone time either, so it was like, "Hey, 
tell mom I'll see her in a couple months. So it was, it was, it was basically, I left the world for a while without, without any recourse, but it was, uh, great you know, in the nineties, do whatever the hell you wanted to do. You know, I, I was young, I was stupid. You, you, and that's how, that's how things were. So, um, Gen X baby, fuck it. That was the whole concept. What a great story. Hmm. God, I would love to have found that there. It, just dumb luck. Absolute dumb luck. And then I won a trip to L.A. the next year to go see um, Blondie at the American Music Awards. And I didn't ask my brother to go. I took a chick. So, <laughs> so I did. So he's still, I think he's still bitter about that. I so would I, imagine. That it was one of those things. But yeah, and we didn't go. And so we, we I went to L.A., took my girlfriend at the time, and... Um, ended up not going to the show because they said again the 90s i don't give a shit it was like 1995 and um la is cool and i found out it was cool i'm like they were like well you got to be here at the amas at seven o'clock in the morning uh it's gonna be an all-day thing you're gonna be here for 12 hours and i was like no thanks <laughs> i'm gonna go to disney i'm gonna go over to universal I'm so we ended up spending you know going to universal studios like there was this kick-ass magic place that i found that was just bizarre that you had to be like a member and they let you in i can't remember what the hell it was called but look it up la there's magic club and it's um weird weird stuff so we found just all weird stuff to do in la instead of sitting around for 12 hours waiting for doing uh, nothing doing nothing and that, that was the thing i think and, and i sat there that and, sounds like a hell of a lot more fun than absolutely sitting around and to see blondie that's I mean, it that's and blondie's cool I and I, i'm sure it was great they're cool but I'm not sitting 12 hours no. to see Blondie. And it's part of the thing with the, with the I have anxiety. I'm not going to sit around somewhere for 12 hours and be trapped in a, in a place because I'll feel yeah. like shit and I'll, and I'll, and I'll want to climb the walls. Yeah. So it was just, it was one of those things. Yeah. So I, we, when I got back, um, the radio station kept on calling me back saying, why didn't you go to the show? Why didn't you go to the show? And I was I'm just like, off. Because I had a good time. Because you paid for me to go to L.A. for like seven days, and I just wanted to party Thank the whole you. time and see every see everything that I could. So, yeah, I, I yeah. So I never won anything after that. Wow. I think that was karma bite my my me in the That's ass. That's awesome, though. Yeah. So the uh, his what he told me this message dealt with things like anxiety yeah. uh, and depression. And overcoming those become a DJ, uh, yeah. if you're, especially if you're afraid to be in front of people. It's kind of hard to be a DJ. And other things uh, that he shared, which I'll let him share, I'm yeah. like, fuck, yes, this is exactly the reason. And we were just talking beforehand, and we're like, God, we just, we just blew all the good stuff for the the episode but we wrote it all down so that you're talking about it again but we can start it over again because it's yeah uh well you're big into the just, mental health and the meditation and everything and just being yes. well and i think that i was unwell for so long that um you know i spent my my teens through my 20s on every single drug that you could possibly be either self-medicating or medicated through it through a prescription Paxil, Prozac, you know, all the, all the good ones. And then uh, <laughs> everything that would make you not feel I, I shit. Never, I never got any of those good ones. Oh, my God. I wanted them. The, but I think it's good when you go and say, you ask what you want. So this is what, I heard this is good. Can you give that? No, that's not good for you, though. Yeah. And, it's, and, and I think that's one the one thing that, 
you know, that got to me. I had the same doctor when I was, uh, from the time I was probably, I don't know, like five years old. And the doctor was always deciding, well, I want to put you on this. I want to put you on that. I'm like, but I don't want that. There's a thing called the internet now that you could look stuff up. And this is, I think this fits me more. I live in my body. You don't. I don't know if you're pushing prescriptions or this is what you think is good for me. Here's what I think is good for me. So I eventually, it's a hard thing to do when you're in your 20s. I fired my doctor because you, you, I've seen him since I was five. You have that trust build out with them and everything to, uh, to do that. But I got tired of being put on every single drug possible. Well, let's try this. Why don't we try this and this? And then I was taking, I don't know, uh, almost a, a, at least 10 pills a day to actually not feel. And that's what it came down to, to be because they said, well, you got, you're, you're fucked up more or less. And I, and I think, and I think when I say, well, you're fucked up is there's a thing called uh, suicidal ideation, which is something where you constantly think of killing yourself and for, for no reason whatsoever, you could get bummed out. And then you're like, well, let me see this guy did it like this. So let's try that out. And nothing ever came to, I was too much of a pussy to kill myself. I'm not going to, mm. you know, it's, but the thoughts that were always there and the thoughts always did, come up and did you ever up. get close? Yeah. 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 There were, there were a couple times where so it just got to the point. Where I have like, said, which I shared in podcasts mm -hmm. that I felt so awful last summer. Yeah. I didn't want to live. I was close to giving up. I didn't thank God, but what I went through, the pain I was feeling physically, mentally. Right. I I under I said I understand why people would want to do assisted suicide. Absolutely. I couldn't I would never no. do some graphic myself. No. Uh, and I never actually wouldn't wear do anything, even assisted suicide. Uh it's just there's a lot of reasons why I wouldn't do that. But I understood because of the pain I felt. And that's physical. It and that's like, a, it's I physical, it's emotional. I was like, God, just take me. I don't want to live like this. Plus your brain at that point. I mean, uh, when, when you, well, all the thoughts of... The depression, the anxiety yeah. were ten times worse than the, the disease is what caused it. Yeah. And I never had it before. I had a pretty good life. Pretty and spoiled. And then... It hit me like a ton of bricks because we're men, and I think that I think men have a have a more difficult time of coping with the fact that we're still we, we live in that I'm I'm the breadwinner I'm the I'm I'm the one that's providing for my family and if we can't provide for our families if there's something that comes in the way of doing that you're gonna feel pretty shitty mm -hmm. because you're gonna lose that kind of that sense of worth. And when you lose that sense of words saying, well, this thing is going to take this away from me and my wife's not going to love me or my kids are going to, you know, uh, you people know. aren't going to respect me. Correct. <clears throat> and that I totally get that because prior to me getting, I was like, you hear about somebody, you know, Kevin Love came out because he was yeah. depressed. I'm like, oh, come on. How many people, man, how many people were like that? Because your guys are like, get over it, snap out of it. Mm -hmm. And then I got it. And like, holy shit, this is real. Kevin Love was one of the first it's ones that came out that, that that said this. And 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 I have, I got the jersey at home. I still have it for his Cavs jersey, um, and everything because he was the one person I think people finally paid attention to 
that was a professional athlete or someone in the in the mainstream like that was like a a guy's guy kind mm -hmm. of thing that said that I got mental health issues, man. And people, again, when it first came out, they're like, dude, just get on the court, suck it up. And I think that's what so many I people take. Yeah. And then this happened. And, I'm like, and you're like, no. I'll never disrespect anyone who says that anymore because that was hell. And that's all the Absolute advice people hell. have. That's that's all people have at that point is to tell you, like, suck it up. Tomorrow's going to be all right. Everything's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and it's not. Because when you're, you're sitting there like, you can tell me that, and I know you have the best intentions in the world, tell me everything's going to be okay. But at the end of the day, I'm the one that has to live in this in this, in this this head. What, so combine those thoughts yeah. with the fact that with you're giving yeah. a terminal illness diagnosis, yeah. but there's no cure. There's nothing for it. Yeah. So what is, what is everything's going to be okay due to you? When I, I'm going to give you a pat on the back. Yeah. It's gonna be okay. It's, Everything's gonna be. No, all right. it's not. You're, you could be financially ruined. You could lose this. You could lose income. You could lose your family. You could lose everything else. And yeah, that's the spiral. That's but, where you go. But it was uh, for me. It was meditation that yeah. saved my life, and yeah. I got rid of all that. I don't have any of that. No, no thoughts about that. I feel no. fantastic. Still physically have issues, but uh, and that's all you were telling about your diagnosis and yeah uh that was another hit to me too so i got diagnosed with uh, meniere's disease and that was the one that and i was feeling better everything was getting getting pretty good i had a great job i was over at boa and i was making the decent money and everything and and then all of a sudden shit started happening where i'm like i'm on top of the world nothing can touch me at this point and uh boa lays off two thousand people in cleveland lost the job, went there to get this great job, be like, I'm going to rock it out. And so that hit. Uh, P.F. Chang's, my favorite restaurant. No offense, P.F. Chang's, I still love you. I got horrible, horrible food poisoning from eating some of their dumplings. Freak accident. I was sick for two days. I was uh, uh, in the hospital and everything else. So it was something else. Um, Did you get ice? Yeah. Look at that. Oh, look at that. You Thank can put you, it, sir. Put it in the uh, Actually, you know Put some in that, or both. Little in that. We'll put the beer, his uh, bud. The buds. Several, like six buds. Got to put the, come on, be, don't be a rookie. Put the buds in first. <laughs> and then you put the ice on top. Yeah, I got it, I got it. And then same thing with some Coors Lights. You can bring those over here. And then you can put some in that, actually, that, first put the ice in that big cooler and just let it. And then uh, he's beating the shit out of it. I know. I that, love it. That's good. That's how you, that's how you do it. But then we'll. Uh, this is a good time to take a little break. Now if you do that, you get a cold beer. I gotta pee. All right, we're back from the pee break. Now we've got a cooler full of high school beer, too, which is nice. That's nice. And Jason, we're... Uh, Thanks for shaking for me, too. I appreciate Meniers. it. What's that? Thanks for shaking for me. Oh, yeah. That was a, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I helped the guests out. Whatever they it need. It was good. It was good. So <clears throat> the Meniers, which... Uh, it's, actually, uh, there's some similarities. There are. Later, but talk... 
because I'd never heard of it. I, a lot of people haven't because, but it's coming out more because um, well, just Huey, Huey Lewis, Lewis Huey was Lewis making his big comeback. He was going to make his comeback doing his doing the Huey Lewis and News tour, and um, he was diagnosed. And it was the same thing. It was like a tinnitus thing, so the ringing in your ears and everything. Mm -hmm. um, but he couldn't tour anymore because you're going deaf. That's the the main thing. A lot of people people get in. They like if you're a singer, you're absolutely screwed because yeah. you need to hear you that. Gotta hear. And if you're not hearing that, you're going to sound absolutely horrible, flat, whatever. So for Huey Lewis, you're I think sound like I sounded when I sang it. They you sounded beautiful, like a bird, <laughs> like a like a bird. It was beautiful. Uh, but yeah, so he couldn't do it. Ryan Adams is another artist that uh, Ryan, Ryan Adams has it. Oh, as Ryan, well. Ryan Adams. Ryan. Yeah, the so the the not Brian Adams, but the little guy Ryan Adams, who's very popular artist. He's a country Americana kind of folk artist. Uh, very popular. Played Playhouse Square. He plays venues like that that size and everything. Uh, he has it as well. Um, so it's it's kind of getting popular with people that are in the music industry. Hmm. So it's the new tinnitus. So if, uh, it, what, and what it does, and I had to go to doctor to doctor to doctor to get diagnosed what the hell's wrong with me because I had, the first time I had it, I got incredibly sick. Uh, I thought it was an ear infection. They thought it was an ear infection. They had treated with me antibiotics, did all this crap with my ear, and um, go home, it's not any better, it hurts even more my eardrum bursts. I don't know if you ever felt an eardrum burst in your life before. It does not sound like a fun thing to go through. It is not a fun, it's, <laughs> it's, it's akin to if you ever had a kidney stone, but in your ear. So it's just, Jeez. it's it's incredibly painful to, and it doesn't stop. And it's bleeding and pus is, it's disgusting. It's disgusting and it hurts. How long did it take for your symptoms started for, till they- Till they figured it out, about four months. It took it took four All months, right. so it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I wouldn't have it. Mine took two and a half years. That's crazy. That's crazy. Sucked, but but go ahead, sir. Mm -hmm. So I noticed it more and more, and I always had the symptoms. So again, I I had the symptoms for years. For them to finally figure it out to say, well, this is what it is, was was about four months. Um, I had always had migraines. I had always had headaches. I would always have tinnitus in my ear. I've always had equilibrium <laughs> problems. Um, this just made it worse. So as it, as it progressed and as I finally, finally figured it out, it's a balance control. It's a motor function skill thing. So once you have figured it out, then you've got to figure out how to treat it and you can't. So that, that's the, the thing, the it's bitch weird about this that There are a lot of similarities <clears throat> Because, as far as me, the, the balance, yep, yeah, all kinds of other shit that goes wrong, and the uh, there's no cure. There's no real medicine for it. No, I take things to help with the symptoms, but there's nothing that's going to cure what I have. No, and uh, I think you told me it's supposed to just keep getting worse, progressively progressed, like yeah. like mine is. I mean, I'm supposed to be dying like next year. It's not gonna happen. It ain't fucking happen. It's so not gonna happen. I need to get you into meditation. That's and it's gonna it's gonna clear heal everything. your and I tried everything. Shit. I tried you know acupuncture work to a point. Um, I think that 
non-medicine medicine works the best and i think there's a lot of chiropractors out there too that do and i and i tried that route and what they do is they take your head and they seriously they do it like that and do it like i'm gonna do that i'm gonna puke just so you know so i can't do it but when they do that it's supposed to shake out whatever the rocks or the, the shit that's in your ears to do come you out. have a good chiropractor that you go to now because i'm looking for one. i don't i, don't. I had a great one I watch them all on YouTube where they're cracking backs and everything. I'm like, I don't oh, want that to and I need that shit, shit because I, I go to Stretch Lab, yeah, which I love. That sounds amazing. Again, oh, you got to try that. You were talking about it. Jeannie Feeling. Yeah. I'm going to promote her. Mm -hmm. Coco Girard got me in it. Jeannie Feeling, who's a uh, wonderful person. Alex Norman, who I gave a shout out last time. Uh, I give a shout out again because he's amazing i mean literally because i'm loud and i'm always you're, you're I'm, I'm always stiff yeah. everywhere except where i want to be you know what i'm saying <laughs> and and i'm just he's I'm like, oh, oh, fuck. And I'm like and everyone else is looking around like what the, hell's, like, going what the hell's going on or, and he he's not used to it and the staff's used to it first they're like what the hell's wrong with this guy yeah and he he finished and he kind of laughed because I always love when somebody new comes in who hasn't been here and I've got you on the table. Just I'm just beating the shit like, out of you. I'm, so that's what I apologize. Like. Yeah, I'm sorry if I'm scaring customers away, but every time I now when I, I moan and groan, I'm like, I promise you, it feels good. It's just this what I'm dealing with. Yeah, you know, it's atrophy, where shit's like illness. I'm just it's shutting down. Yeah, if I don't fight back. And stretch and work out every day. Yeah, it. I feel it. So now I'm I'm beating it. I'm getting better yeah. because of all this. I'm not going to stop and doing and golfing and skiing and doing podcasts with, <laughs> which is amazing. I sent you the picture of the two dollars kid. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm watching. We were we were fucking around. Oh and, my and god! Watching the Ohio State game, and he's like, "I'm going skiing. I'm going to go." skiing in Colorado, right? You, yeah. you head out there. And I said, well, how that, because I'm ignorant and I'm an asshole. Um, I said, how the hell are you going to do that? And I love that. <laughs> That's the beautiful thing. And I'm like, and I was like, well, I, you know, there's special things. I'm like, so you're not going to be like the better off dead kid that's fucking collecting the two dollars. I want my two dollars. I want my two dollars. So it came on the other day, and I'm like, yeah, of course I'm going to watch this. And I stopped the screen so I could take a picture, and when I send it to him, at probably like 11:30 at night, I and I just get a fucking text back. My ass up. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm going to send. There's two really good texts he sent me. One was the kid from Better After the two dollars, which. You and I got to go around and do trivia contests of movies and music. <laughs> right. Uh, we'd kill it. And, make a circuit. Uh, They're going to kick us out. That's he sent me a picture of the kid. The better after that, I was laughing my ass off. And then he sent the one of uh, the guy from uh, uh, Breaking Bad. You're right. The big black guy laying on <laughs> the, the stack of money. <laughs> Deshaun. And he goes, this is Deshaun Watson <laughs> waiting for watching the <laughs> watching the last the last three quarters of the game. <laughs> Dude, he's a oh he's my a, god, what a bust! So, I, I saw that and I'm like, all right, well, yeah, Sandy needs this one. Your creativity and that stuff is so perfect and beautiful. So those are the two stickers <laughs> we 
we shoot up there. Absolutely. Uh, and we'll do the music, which we'll talk about. But so let's get back to the the Meneers. So all right, so you're the life of the party, right? I'm always out with the guys. I used to hang out with you guys playing darts and everything. Imagine playing darts the way you are now. Or imagine playing darts when your focal vision is completely gone. There's something in my brain. Be good with and I dart league in the in the dumps of Cleveland, the tubs of which Cleveland. I fucking loved. It was amazing. We were playing darts at a titty bar killer. for crying out loud. It was yeah, it was so cool. But that was, was cool. I could even I could so I have a dartboard. Yeah, and they put a chair for me to sit in when I'm playing. I can I'm there's the whole there's holes all over. <laughs> there's a dartboard and the thing protects it, and then. I'm like, then we're yeah. that's where you hit. <laughs> I'm like, people get the hell away. I don't know where this is going, but might be going backwards. We never know. Oh, it's but it it's, was it's it was bad. fun. That's what I used to do. I used to be out all the time, and you got you would see me out all the time, and then this thing hits, and it's and I'm already depressed. So you gotta come on out. We're gonna be at the wood, or we're gonna be at the Panini's, or something like that. And I gotta sit there and think. I'm like, can I fucking walk? Um, and, and because I didn't know how to handle it at the time. Um, so I be, I went from being the guy that would always show up, Mr. Reliable, to Mr. Where the fuck is he? Um, because I couldn't do, I couldn't drive. Mm-hmm. You know, if I didn't know when it was going to hit. I didn't understand. I didn't understand the disease. And I think that was the, the hardest thing for me was like, I'm feeling a little weird right now. <laughs> so I don't think it's a good idea to go out and drink like eight beers yeah. and, and hang out and then have this. You know, so so it it got to the point where yeah, I stopped showing up for stuff, and I became Mister Unreliable because of that which threw me in the depression state again. Which is what I did for years. I couldn't go. I couldn't move. You had a bed. Uh, but so tell me how you got through it. So I and how you doing now? I learned more about and it. and how that affected your. He's a DJ, and we're about oh, shit. To, we're yeah. gonna see something very soon. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna throw down, kicking it, and throwing down some shit. This is my this is my grand bag jersey. Yes. As a matter of fact. Oh, so the well, first time it says grand bag in the bag was Penguins jersey. Uh, so it's perfect time to talk about music, the story behind the grand bag. Oh, the grand. <laughs> All right, so the story you tell, and then what's the real one? I've heard this yet, so we're gonna hear it. Right, so the, the easiest one in the world, there was a band in the, the 90s called the Happy Mondays. Alternative band, kind of that uh, Brit pop sort of thing going on. They had a song called Grand Bags Funeral. So if anyone asks me and I don't want to get into the actual story, I'm like, name never that song. That's all it is. And it's basically about an old stoner that's a fucking loser and whatever. Harmless. So, harmless. So the real story. <laughs> get ready. If you remember Cleveland in the late 80s. There was only one place you could go that was actually not full of prostitutes and drug dealers and pimps and everything. So you would go to the flats. I was there a lot. That was it. So we had the idea, and I'm not a dope smoker. I'm not a pot smoker. And I think I, I have no problem with anyone that is. That's fine. You smoke pot, do whatever, whatever you want to do. But we had the great idea to go to West 25th, where all the drug dealers used to hang out. Back in the back in the eighties, West Twenty Fifth was a. Everyone looks at it now. It's like Westside Market, and there's all the great restaurants down there and everything that uh, Sam McNulty owns, like that whole entire block and the brewery over there, Market Garden and everything. It was never like that in the eighties. Oh no! In the eighties, it was shit a shithole with payphones that didn't have 
phones on it and <laughs> prostitutes and drug dealers and everything else. So my friends and I, and I'm going to leave their names out of them. They know who they are if they listen to this. I don't want to incriminate anyone. <laughs> uh, we had the great idea to go get some weed uh, down on 25th and um, drove down there in this wonderful Jeep Cherokee. And uh, I was apparently the spokesperson for the group to try to get marijuana. Uh, which I've never done before in my life, but they wanted to get they wanted to get weed. We were going to party and we were going to be cool because we had weed. This was like 1989, 88 or 89, I think it was. So I was still in high school. Um, so we proceed down 25th, and um, people knew if you were trolling down there, you were either looking for hookers or you were looking for drugs. So you would just stop, and one guy stopped at the car, banged on the car, and. Uh, what are you guys looking for? What do you want? Like, I, I want a, I want a bag. I, we're looking for a bag. And um, he gets in the car. I'm in the back seat. I got my driver and I got my passenger over here. And I'm in the back seat with a drug dealer uh, who happens to have one arm uh, and uh, is is dressed like <laughs> Story a keeps getting better. dressed like a fucking pimp. So I called him the one. He's the one arm pimp. And we're looking for like he's like, you want the grand bag? Do you want the grand bag? And I'm like. Yeah, I fucking want the grand bag. Give me the grand bag. And the guy proceeds to pull out a small bag of crack and another bag of cocaine. No marijuana to be found. This guy's just pulling out every fucking hard drug that you oh, can find Lord. in the world. And I and my and I don't want to say his name. My buddy that's driving looks out the beach. He's like, get that shit out of the car. Get him the fuck out of the car. <laughs> And he's like, you said you wanted the grand bag. He's saying grand bag the whole time. And I thought he was saying grand bag like I was going to get this giant gram. Bag so it was a gram of fucking cocaine. Instead of being a, a, I thought he was getting a big bag of pot and everything. And he's like, get him the fuck out of the car. So I reach over to the thing and I fucking kick the guy out of the car. He rolls in the street. A one-armed pimp drug dealer is rolling in on West 25th Street. And my buddy just fucking floors it at a Jeep Grand Cherokee, which goes probably zero to 60 in about eight minutes. So we're trying to get the hell out of the middle of the crack den of, of Cleveland at the time, because I thought he was saying that he was going to give me a grand bag because I don't know what the fuck marijuana. I don't know. what I'm grand, Yeah, I'll take a grand bag. I don't know. It's called a nickel or a dime or whatever the hell they call it. I thought it was a big bag of fucking pot. Oh so instead, God. he pulls out grand bags of cocaine and crack, crack and wanted to know what, what I wanted to have. That and, is hysterical. Uh, so they kept on calling me Grand Bag for quite some time after that. What a story. That is fantastic. And that became my name because I, mean, I do loads of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Because it's not true. I've actually never done cocaine. It's uh, in yeah. my life. I kind of would like to. But I have a heart murmur. You don't want that. Then. So I, <clears throat> Hey, Len Bynes. He's over there. I say that. That's what I say. We're in college, I'm like, I'm going to get Len Bias. I'm going to do one. I'm dead. I'm, I'm out. That was it. That was Len Bias. Was my the friends story. are going to get cocaine. I'm going to have a cigarette. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing any of that. I, I tell see. everyone I did cocaine once for eight months straight. <laughs> and that was, that, was, that, was, that was it. That was the only time I did cocaine. And I, and I, um, God, I'm glad my mom's not with us anymore to hear these stories. But yeah, <laughs> uh, the one time I got cocaine. Um, I didn't know this was going to be the drugs, the drug episode, but okay, here we are. It is now. So we're, we're, um, I was dating this girl. I met this girl. Uh, her name was Kim 
Uh, I'll name her. That's fine. I don't. I don't mind whatsoever because she got me into that crap. I was bartending at McCarthy's, um, in, in Lakewood, and uh, she's like, "Let's go get some coke." I'm like, you have nice boobs. Okay, <laughs> let's do this. If I can see your titties and snort some Let, coke off. Of oh, I was. I, I'm I mean, you understand at this point. I think it was that was probably later '90s or something. But anything I learned at that point about drugs and drug culture was from Miami Vice. So I knew nothing, nothing <laughs> of drug culture outside of tubs and 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 uh, crack and crack tubs. tubs, yeah, tubs. So that was it. So I'm like, let's go get some cocaine. Yeah, let's get go. Let's do some cocaine. That's fine. We'll, we'll go get some. And we ended up going to a place that was called Lokios. Used to be over by just east of 117th on Clifton. It was actually, I want to say it was a mob bar, but it was a mob bar. So it was like the, uh, there was one of their last standpoints at that point where it was. And it was an after hours club. Mm -hmm. So you go there after my shift was over at McCarthy's. Boobs McGee over there said, let's go get some <laughs> cocaine. And I said, yeah, let's go get some cocaine when I actually wanted to go to Michael's and get breakfast and not do cocaine. Uh, and, and we went over there. There's no cocaine there. Here's call this guy. Go get it. So an hour later, it's probably like three o'clock in the morning. We're in Coventry, which Coventry at the time also. A complete shithole. That but you're, gonna, back, you're on the east side. I'm on the east side. I'm going anywhere for <laughs> I'm going anywhere for her. I'm like, because I'm old school at that point. I'm like, dude, I do coke all the time. Let's go get it. Let's do it. And uh, ended up at this this complete dump, going to this apartment that was on top of more, like a wig shop or something like that. And um, go in the door. There's a, a mound of cocaine. You know how at pool halls where you have the chalk for it's your like hands? Scarface when he had it was, on his thing and just slammed his head That's what it was. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. This the, the guy had a pit bull with a muzzle on that wanted to kill me. Uh, and uh, the, You weren't this, a little scared? I was terrified. <laughs> I was absolutely terrified. But I was you're with a girl that you just met. And you're trying to impress Who had nice titties. You had nice titties, exactly. And you want to impress her. So I'm like, oh, this is nothing. I've been here before, as a matter of fact, with Mr. Chalk Hands for the pool cues to do it. So that was the one time that, that I did it. And then we eventually did uh, did the Coke. And um, it was, um, no, no. So it was it was something that was just absolutely ridiculous. And I, I was ended up seeing her for that stretch of time. And... Uh, she constantly was doing coke because she was in law school and always, you know, doing for finals and all that shit. So she was always, she was either hot Did, did she show your titties? Oh, once, yeah. Once. 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 Just once she showed me your titties. Once? Yeah. No, a couple times. Okay. Might have been a couple times. <laughs> so I have, all, I have the worst fucking drug stories in the world. I should uh, not be around drugs is, is basically what it boils down to. Yeah. I've, only thing I've, done a lot of this weed i did it so much part of the reason i because it helped my nausea yeah yeah and i wasn't sleeping so i was doing i was probably doing over 100 milligrams like edibles a day. and stuff or you were, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah every night i would do two 32 milligram indica gummies and some nights four after smoking meal i did it so much i actually have it's on my website, cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. And Another rare thing where you, you smoke too much and too many companies, I was getting sick 
all day, nausea. It was horrible. So I had to stop, and thankfully it's reversible. Yeah. If you stop, which they did, so. That's, and, and you know what? Now. I think that they, they, they talk about that for Meniere's as well because it helps. And I'm like, I've had so many bad drug experiences that I don't want to do it anymore. I think the only thing that weed does and, and it makes me paranoid. I think <laughs> the, the first time I smoked weed, I was going. I was at the Agora, seeing the band, the Church, the uh, under the Milky Way. Yeah, so, I've, I've never been to the Agora. It's it's a nice place. I mean, it was dumpy then. I mean, there was another place. It Actually, was, I it was think general. I did go there once to see Todd Rundgren. Todd got. Re- I think he's played there multiple times. I think he likes. He's a fucking weirdo. I love his music, mm-hmm. but he played some weird shit. Yeah, it was good shit. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. That's stupid. It's like a That's what I got the church. place. The church is like, it, is, it is a good uh, place. No, and they fixed it up. It's really nice. I just went and saw oh, Gary Newman, uh, Ministry, cars? and so on. Yeah, yeah cars. So, and Gary New- Newman stole the freaking show. Ministry was really? the headliner. He absolutely Ooh, stole the show. Ministry. Ministry's yeah. just me. You know, fucking headbanger. Can, I, can you grab me a yeah, yeah, yeah. cooler, icy cold? Look at that one deep in there. Is that icy cold? Head for the mountains, my Nice, buddy. Oh, that's cold. That's just cold. But yeah, the first time, one of the first times I'd, I'd smoked weed was at that church show. And again, there was a girl. She came up to me and said, you want to smoke some weed? And I'm like, fuck yeah. I love weed. I eat it. I eat it for breakfast. It's my favorite thing to do. And um, proceeded to smoke a joint with her. And I was so excited to see the show. I love the church. I thought they were great. They're from <laughs> Australia. They never come to, to Ohio. It's amazing. I can't wait to see them. They got a new album out. And uh, proceeded to smoke a joint with this girl. Made out with her. Five minutes later, I felt like shit was flying around my head. <laughs> um, the joint was laced with something. I don't know uh-huh. if it was PCP. I'm not sure what it was. Uh, so I ended up seeing two songs of the show. Then I started puking. Then I started, uh, sat over in a corner, huddling a ball uh, for the next seven songs. And then I went outside and puked some more. Jesus. Uh, yeah, so, so marijuana so and me don't mix. The good Drugs thing, don't, mix. don't ever buy marijuana off the streets down there now, obviously. No, no. You buy it from the stores now. You buy it from stores and now. And it's powerful shit. I, yep. But yeah. it's clean. Uh, my trainer, Tanya Watkins... Hey, Tanya. Hey, Tanya. Um, she used to date, years ago, I think, a, a cop. And he did a bust. This is probably at least three years ago. Huge thing of, of weed, stash of weed. 70% of it was laced with fentanyl. See, that's the thing. I was just talking to my buddy the so other I, day. I was telling my kids, don't you dare, you know, because they're at college and like, I, I'm don't afraid. you buy, they're all smoking weed and I'm fine with that, but don't you buy it up from someone, don't I'll, buy it from I'll get one, it for you, him. I'll get it for you because I had my license. And that's what I don't understand, I'm like, why do you, why, why is everything laced with fentanyl at this point? And I said, for your kids in college and everything else, I'm like, I would not, I would, I, what conversation do you have to have with them? Be like. Don't smoke weed from the one on pimp like Jason did. Get it from me, I, and I get that. But everything seems to be such a risk. We never had that when we were kids. Yeah, I no. got I got blasted with PCP. Fine, 
one and done and, 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 and it's over. I'm okay. Right? No, I'm not. But still, it, but now terrifying. you could die smoking a joint. Yes. You could die smoking a joint. And it's not. It's not a bunch of fentanyl. Right? I sound like Nancy Reagan. Don't, don't smoke <laughs> a joint. Don't just, smoke a just joint. say no. Just say no. But it really is because it's, it's, I was seriously texting and calling my kids to say, don't you dare yeah. get it from anyone who's selling it to you. Yeah. I will get it. For, I'll buy it for you. You're the cool dad buying the weed. And like, I, we have the cool I would dad buying go to the Miami and here, here's a pan, here's some weed, here's some gummies, because I know it's yeah, yeah from the state of Ohio. It's yeah. legit because I don't want to fucking die. Even though I mean the the why we don't have it legalized, I think it's on the ballot. It's a really shitty initiative this year, but I I don't think it's going to pass because they suck at actually promoting this. But the tax dollars and the safety of it at this point. The it's safety proven, is, is the, the biggest key. thing. So safety if you ever key. had someone to say, Ohio's going to have legalized marijuana, you've got to get the right initiative. They don't have it this ballot, which normally I'd be like, yeah, legalize it, like Bob Marley or something. But um, well, this one's just not that the good. The good part is that Michigan has it. Hmm? You know, it's right over the border. You're not supposed to drive out there and a bunch of get back. But yeah. let's be honest, everyone's doing it. It's it's not and it's not like they're really clamping down on that. It just shit, pisses so. me off that they're making all the tax dollars and making all that money. Look at Detroit I, and look I, at Cleveland. I know. And look at how mu how much by leaps and bounds. Ever when I used to travel to Detroit, I used to just go see concerts or whatever else. I'd go to Chicago I'd go to Chicago. I'd go to Detroit just to have a hot dog because they have the best conies in the world. Oh. Fucking amazing. By far. Amazing conies. There's classic places there. The Lafayette. My wife, my wife. Yes. Lafayette. I've the been National. there. My wife, I love the wife, Mary Beth, is from Detroit. Excellent. Birmingham, Bluefields. We go and we do, go downtown, go to a concert, go to Lafayette. Where they, so, I mean, all right, I got to freaking pee again. So we're going to do a pee break. We're going to pee break and we're going to come back to then hot we're gonna dogs. Come back, we're going to talk a little more, and then we're going to see DJ Grandbass. Yes. Oh boy. Hmm. Hey everyone, it's Jason. Uh, also known as DJ Grandbag. I'm doing a gig this Saturday at a place called Spotlight Cleveland. And uh, it's a Halloween costume party. I'm doing it with my friend and Cleveland musician, G.S. Harper, who's phenomenal. And uh, we throw down every once in a while DJing. We used to DJ a little bit here at. Uh, 
non-existent place anymore called Otis's Cruise Inn. Um, I did Halloween there a couple of years back too, so it was a lot of fun. This time we are uh, Abe Froman and the Sausage Kings. We just came up with that name out of the blue because it's funny. Um, I will be in full kilt. And we're going to do 80s. All 80s. It's going to be amazing. And there's going to be costume contests and all kind of fun stuff going on. So, and I'm excited to spin some of these things that I got here. Like, come on, Oingo Boingo's Weird Science Remix. When did you ever hear that? Never. Wang Chung. Dance All Days. It's the remix, too. I didn't know they even did a remix of that. And I can't think of what it sounds like. Modern English. Urban Dance Squad. I know that's 90s. There's some 90s in here, but everyone's going to be fucking drunk, so it won't matter. Jesus Jones. Jesus Jones. This one. Come on. C'est la B, Robbie Neville. George Michael. Club Classic. Hippie Chick. Information Society. Callaway. Fucking banger. Guilty Pleasure. Taylor Dane. Berlin. ABC. I know. It's Fame 90. And it's an 80s thing. I get it. I understand. Forgive me. Erasure. EMF. The Time. The Bird. And more Information Society. That's just a stack that I picked up recently, so curating is, is a lot of fun. And um, I hope to see people from Cleveland out supporting um, this endeavor. And, uh, it, dude, it's going to be a fucking blast, I swear to God. Um, do it. Do it if you're in Cleveland. If you're not in Cleveland, I might go live for a little bit just to have fun. So, um, yeah. Thanks, guys. Peace. Alright, welcome back from my pee break. And some cold beers now. With DJ Grandbag. Grandbag. going to very shortly here. Kick it. And we were talking about hot dogs, which, again, Detroit has. And they're everywhere. Yeah, they're uh, fucking everywhere. everywhere. And they're called Coney's, which I never understood because I thought a Coney would be Coney Island. And it's not. They're awesome. They're amazing. They're chili dog. It's the best chili dog. The only place that even came close was a place we would go back to drunk, the Hot Dog Inn over on, uh, what was that, Detroit and like off 25th? Uh, Adam would always take Steve's us. Hot Dog. Steve's was right next door. Steve and was across there and there was. down. I know. Steve's burned down. That place I, was. I uh, had t shirts. I would go in there all the time. They get three, three of their slaw dogs. Slaw dogs. Which yeah. is chili, onions, mustard, cold slaw. Amazing. Oh. People hated when I got the slaw dog. They're oh. like, why are you getting a slaw dog? It was That's the disgusting. Best thing I'm like, in the world. That's the best thing. So that was Drew Carey's favorite place. Yeah, yeah. And it fucking burnt down. I know, I know. And that burnt down, and then Hot Dog Inn, which was right next to it. Hot Dog Inn was my favorite, because they always had the uh, the sign. Is that still open? No, they closed it down, I think it was like Damn. last year or two years ago, to put up condos or something like that. So I love when it, they cook the dogs, they have all they fry them. Yeah. And I like them, like, burnt. Oh, you gotta burn, keep fucking that on a little extra. Burnt. Was that there from yesterday? I'll fucking take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that's that's how cooked I want my hot dog. I want it so, unrecognizable. Other than that, I don't know what else in actually my other favorite chili dog, which I still get a lot, is Dairy Queen. 
Dairy Queen will make a good chili dog. Chili, cheese, mustard, onions. <clears throat> I get two of those. Um, onion rings, Diet Coke, and then a uh, blizzard. That's a perfect meal. Fucking I mean, blizzard. You have everything. You have your dairy content, your <laughs> your protein, your your uh, carbohydrate, everything. It's healthy. It's perfect. It, I agree. That's it. But, but Detroit, you can't beat it. And that's why I love it. I mean, you look at that that Cleveland versus Detroit thing, the marijuana thing. You said, well, it's coming up. But Detroit's been... No one thought Detroit was going to kick our ass. And Detroit is kind of kicking our ass as far as... Uh, uh, lakefront development and everything like that. But Cleveland's coming, they're coming around. We're they're, coming around. They're getting there, but it's taking a while. And it is. It's been taking 50 so, years. Let's <laughs> talk about the uh, mental yeah, health man. issues and how you said DJing saves your life. So, so when I'm, when the anxiety and the depression and everything like that, it's, it's hard for me to function in social situations that are not one-on-one. It, it, it's just, it's, I have to recover from that when I've got 60 because my, I'm losing hearing over here. I can't hear what the fuck you're saying over here. I could hear you fine over there, but he's loud over here. So it's just one of those things that's uh, overstimulation at points where I just get, then I just freak, freak out. That's it. So I always say when I, when I do this, when I do the uh, DJing, uh, and I put on my cape, this is my cape, right? The grand bag jersey and everything I put on my, <laughs> I, I'm like, uh, I don't know, Nicolas Cage or, or, or uh, who was the guy that was in The Machinist? There? I'm a method actor. I get in that character, it doesn't matter. And you're, I'm, I'm completely you're home. I'm you're, home. You're That's free. it. I'm done. So when I started, uh, yeah, you know, I always had, he had a huge music collection as is. And then, you know, mostly I have vinyl and I do vinyl DJs. Oh, so. we should. Oh, we're gonna do a follow-up to this about that shit. Oh, and if we can get your yeah your friend on, his collection of it's, vinyl records is astounding. Maybe you can send me some pictures that tonight. Yeah, yeah. If you They're have all over the fucking house. I mean, it's, I, <laughs> it's ridiculous, Ted. I'm telling you, and we can put some yeah pictures pictures of that. And next one we do. We just talk about that we'll shit. We'll talk about that. We're going to try to get GS on, too. GS is my partner when I do some stuff. And that's Saturday. I'm doing, like, a Halloween show at Spotlight Cleveland. GS is an amazing musician that that uh, toured all over the place. Uh, Americana, country kind of stuff. Just acoustic mm-hmm. folk guy. He's He has the best stories in the world. We could go back and forth. Of, of uh, He would one-up every single story that I have, I think, because he's just been around longer. So me and GS are doing this gig Saturday. Halloween party. So let's promote that. Yeah. Because I think since Lawrence is our hook source. Um, Saturday night. We'll do this one tomorrow. tomorrow and he's going to play at uh, Spotlight, Spotlight Cleveland. It's and, and time? I, wish I had the address that I don't. I'm real bad about. Uh, Nine o'clock. It's going to be a Halloween '80s vinyl party. You know, we'll put that up too. Oh, because I, I have that. Yeah, you, you I got a flyer. I had that flyer. Flyer. Yeah, we'll yeah. Put that up uh, and help promote that. And it's going to be good. I, and it's been the promotion's been really good. They've been the bar's been amazing at actually promoting it. And. Um, it's going to be either eight people are going to be there or 800. So it's one of those things I'm like, I can't fucking tell. I think everyone's going to come to this or no one's going to come to it. Well, so it is what it is. Uh, 
And I don't care. I could about. possibly, I may make it. I, if you come I, up, that's and great. Especially in Vifo, my brother-in-law, T.R., may come in, and he's a music junkie. That's amazing. That would be great. And he goes to concerts all over the country. I, could, I hope he comes in and we'll say, we're going. We're here. going. You're we're going to go do it. And uh, I, he, he can watch this and say, you can go see DJ Grandbag. You can see the, the one and only. The yes. one and only. And, okay. I, and again, I think that that I, I do have a fan base and I am popular. And when people come out and see, oh, he's playing, he's actually playing. Um, the one thing about it is there's the horrible anxiety leading up to said show. Um, do you still have it leading up yeah, to Yeah, fuck it? yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and and I won't do, like, like people will want, they'll come out and see me and i got business cards, i got all this shit, and everyone wants me to come out and do things. And they're, they always ask, like, would you do my wedding? Would you do this? I'm like, fuck no. I will never, I will never do a wedding. Really? So when when the girls get get ready to get get married, no, I can't do it because I that the the amount of pressure that goes into a wedding and wedding planning and doing all that stuff. I've got a lot of stuff. So you're talking my collection. I probably have two thousand LPs alone. So it's probably a little more than two thousand LPs. That's so cool. Forty fives, another two thousand. So that it, it it's it's a lot. It's a lot, and and I might be lowballing it. I have no, and those I have no have idea. Made a big comeback. Yeah, absolutely, huge. huge. Isn't there someone <clears throat> in Cleveland that actually makes the? Yeah, uh, uh, got a, got a groove records is uh, is huge. They're off of Fifty Fifth uh, and uh, over by where I can't remember where they're at. I'm sorry, got a groove. You guys are awesome. I love you. Thank you so much for all you do. Um, they've always helped me. I uh, run a vinyl group called Northeast Ohio Vinyl Club. 3,000 people in the group that just follow around for records and everything like that. We and do if you have information shows. on that, yeah, I got stuff on that, that too. You can send me pictures of We'll so put that up, too. We do record shows, and COVID kind of absolutely fucked us on that because we were doing... We started at the Happy Dog, and it was probably like, you know, 30 people show up with a few crates of records, trading records and selling records, and it went to the concert hall at the Winchester over in Lakewood, and we, we kept on outgrowing spaces, and we would have more people that would come to the record shows on a Sunday at when there was a Browns game going on, um, than they would get for normal concerts. Then COVID <laughs> hit and then we got fucked and, um, it never, it never came back. And I think it's part of the reason that didn't come back is because I just got, I got burnt and that's part of what the anxiety of everything. Imagine me as a DJ when I'm DJing and there's a hundred people around. I'm still, I'm back there. I'm not listening to you. I don't care. You can come up, request a song or anything, but I'm in my domain back there. Yeah. So it, it's character actor. It's the method actor. They say, you know what? I'm done being me. I'm done being Jason. I'm grand bag up there and I'm putting on the show. So, so um, when you get that mode, yeah, you feel I'm fucking Jesus. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it's, it's something, it's something to behold when I, when I get up there and you get a good groove and people are getting into it. Uh, and I'm, I'm definitely going to go, some shows. I'm gonna try and go Saturday. Uh, I get some. To, I don't. I don't drive. No, exactly. Get someone. Get someone to get you. Get your butt out. Portable wheelchair. Go there and can you give me some good crib seats up? Uh, right. Up, oh, absolutely. Right <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I'm so, with my boy DJ Grandbag and his. That's it. And I only do things Crip anymore. Crip in the grand bag. That's it. This is my man. This is my man right here. He's <laughs> VIP, motherfucker. Sit right by the speaker. And you'll be like, oh. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't do, like, I won't do weddings. 
And people will ask all the time, well, you do. I'm like, no, I, I can't. I mean, because that is, that's the most important day you're getting married and I'm fucking up there and I'm, I'm, I'm the one responsible for this shit. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not I can't do that. Yeah. But I can do, I could sit there and play music. And I think music changed my life to the fact of doing this. You know, I started doing it and the, the best thing in the world was I had the biggest scam running at the Ironwood when I would uh, <laughs> DJ, when I DJ. So I would get paid uh, at, uh, $150. And I don't care the money. I've always had decent jobs and it's, it's never been about making money doing this stuff. It's always been the experience and hanging out and doing stuff. So I get 150 and, and bucks. helping you. Helping me clear my freaking head. It, it get always, through life. Because you hear a song, you, you, you hear that song and you just click. Yeah. And you could be in your headphones and it could help you work out. It can help you meditate. It can help you get in the right state of mind. That's, uh, and that's, that's why so music's awesome. so important. So, but, awesome. so 150 bucks. 50% off the tab all the guys would come out. So everyone would come out and I would put everything on my tab. I would put everything and I would ask the waitress, I'm like, am I at, at what am I at? Am I at 300? Dude, you're over. Yeah. You're over at this point. So you we actually lose money. I'd, I'd be like, all right, you owe us 20 bucks. But, but like, you had a fucking great time. That was it. So it was always fun. And then and so then all the boys, too. all the boys would come out and they would drink really well and we would have a good time. But yeah, dude, I, I, so I can't cool. tell you, now, and like I said, this is the first paid gig I've done in a long time because most of the gigs that I do will be for charity. That's it. I said, I'm not, I don't want, give me some beers and food if I want it or whatever you have. I don't want money. Uh, I want you to give money to charity. So we would, we would fund micro charities in Cleveland, like Waterloo Alley Cats. I think we did a few dog charities and stuff like that. People that are on shoestrings that could use, you know, 150 bucks or whatever the hell I charge give it to the cats or give it to the dogs or give it to something else. And I, yeah. I think we did, I did one at Chatty's pizza over in Bay. Um, and we donated that to, uh, to Bobby's, uh, scholarship fund. So I don't want money doing I saw this. That. Well, I'm going to start cause I'm getting out now cause I can't. Absolutely. Actually years not being able to get out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be your, your That's fan. It. That's it. The number Sitting one next fan. to you. Play this motherfuckers. But yeah, it, it is, it's cool. It's fun. It's fun to do, and it's uh, leading up again. Like I said, there's the anxiety and everything with these shows that we were doing. There were 250, 300 people there trying to talk to me about this, doing press for stuff. Fuck that. I mean, that's the other thing. I'm like, yeah, I'll do an interview over the phone. How's that sound? They had me on, uh, I was on like Fox 8 or something like that at one point, too, when we were doing a charity gig for um, Dog Charity, and I think we were doing something. I was like, yeah, I'll go on TV. I don't know how I'm going to do. It was a Halloween thing. And I was dressed up. I was doing Miami Vice the next day. So I dressed up as like a total cop with the white suit on and everything. And I looked like complete pimp. So it was, it was amazing. But I had shaved my mustache. Or I shaved my beard at that point, And I just had the mustache. I looked like Ned Flanders with, with a fucking faux hawk. So I, and I'm sitting there looking at myself on TV completely horrified. I'm like, I look like an asshole. This is amazing. But we did. We raised over a thousand bucks for like a, a, a seven and a half months or something. It was so, worth it. Yeah, it was worth it. So it's now awesome. it's like, because when it becomes a job, I already got one of those. You know, when it becomes a job, it's not fun anymore. And it's yeah. not helping anymore. And it's adding stress and everything. When I do it just because, dude, it's the best feeling in the world. And if you're doing it to help a cause, it's the best feeling in the world. Which, which is awesome because that's what this podcast has become for yeah. me 
to help others. And I'm, I'm, the feedback I'm getting is it's helping. So now I want to do it more, do it more, and do it more. Well, it's uh, getting out the message that there and, is, there's hope to everything. And it's what brought us together yeah. closer. We, yeah. had, we always knew each other. Yeah. Now we're becoming boys. And we're this, boys. Shit, this shit is going to get Absolutely. deep. So Absolutely. now's a good time to hear DJ Grandback. We're going to do it. Let's do it. Let's hear it. We gotta watch these shorts because they're gonna ride up. On yeah, well, I'm under, I'm riding too. What uh, what song are we gonna hear? You know, we're we're gonna do, um, and this is the beauty of, of of doing this. I'll sit down for one more second. Uh, the beauty of doing this is discovering new music. So this is shit that I found. Yeah. So found sounds of stuff, and and what do I DJ? Everyone asks, what do you do? I'm like, I do a little bit of everything, but my specialty is I could do 80s. You know, mostly I'm doing the 80s thing, but. I love funk and soul from fucking New Orleans, and and this is that's what that's what this is. I love it. Yeah, I fucking love it. it. All right, here we go. DJ Grandbag, kick it. Kick it. Here we go. And I love this click. I love that pop. I love that hiss. Here we go. Never met a Sit there with your head hanging down. 
Shit that you never heard before, you find I love that 45s and stuff like How that. Like that beat and the groove. I mean, just keep on. And I just, I, just I love music. And it's fun. I, I, my it's fun. It's so eclectic of everything. And that's what everyone says too. With when I do this, uh, when I do the can you grab me on? Yeah, I do the um, the Mardi Gras kind of thing every year. Try to find a place to to do Mardi Gras. Cleveland sucks at Mardi Gras, by the way, <laughs> so um, it's hard to find a place to play. I'm like, I do traditional, I do New Orleans, like I'll do brass band shit and everything else that will fit into a mix. Um, and uh, people are like, well, what the fuck? What are we gonna do on Mardi Gras? What, what are we gonna do? Mardi? I'm like, I don't care, dude. You have a fucking polka festival for crying out loud. Do a Mardi Gras thing. We used to do really good. When we had Fat Fish Blue here, and they always had a Mardi Gras party, but oh, I love that uh, place. every year I'll find somewhere, I don't care if it's for brunch for like three people or whatever, I'll do a Mardi Gras thing because I love discovering that New Orleans music. So yeah. brass band stuff and, and the funk and the soul and everything. Dude, well, everything that come, came out of there that I found from the 70s, 60s, and 70s, that's all what that shit is. Phenomenal. And then you just mix in some I am cool shit with it. Now your biggest fan because that was fucking awesome so i'm telling you and i'm and, I'm and gonna i was going to tell you, you what i was going to do for you as long as it's not a wedding 
next year when we do the fundraiser, I'll donate three items.